uh, here we are, you know, left jazz, back at the Alex Patak Apartment Studios. Uh, just the three boys today. Three and two cats. Three three young men, two cats chasing each other around the young men in a way that's very distracting. Um, I'm Alex Patak. We're here with Anders Lee. Anders Lee here. And Rog of Meta. Hello. Let's discuss the issues of the day. Um, issue number one. Why won't the Wi-Fi work at the Vietnamese restaurant? Yeah, we met at a Vietnamese restaurant before that. I was going to lead with, uh, you may have noticed the podcast has not come out for a few weeks, and we have decided that we can no longer conduct a weekly podcast. Um, it's a lot of effort on everyone's part, and uh, we are all uh, young working comedians doing five other things, and it's just too much going on. Uh, so we wanted to break the fourth wall today and talk about our own fucking show. Boys. Self-crit. We're leading with that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Le- All right. Yeah, I never learned the compliment sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like I like bad first, you know. Yeah, that way you can end with good. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. Or then e- good in the middle, end with bad. A lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. I got good news and bad news. Bad news is that uh, there's only bad news. (laughs) 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 Um, Well, it almost feels like we haven't done this podcast in a month. Yeah. (laughs) This is hard. Yeah. Well, at least it'll be a nightmare to edit. I feel like that's where I'd like to start my criticism is... uh, You did all that. Me as the producer was (laughs) a bad idea. I'm not good at it. Um, It takes a fuck ton of time. I done a few podcasts since we've been on a break where they don't edit it at all and they just send it out i could never do that for this one someone always like curses out a disabled boy on air and i have to find it and take it out uh, of the episode uh-huh. <laughs> or worse just is boring or which yeah, is, yeah the worst crime there is mm-hmm. and the very common crime of being boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and uh the sound levels I think that I understand them. I don't. They go up. Me and Raghav are on the same splitter right now, but for whatever reason, he's way louder than I am. Completely normal. And normally, I'm the one who's too loud. Yeah. But still, by all means, send s- Facebook messages to us talking about the, the levels being off and I that we need yeah. to fix it. If you're that listening to w- an old episode, we want to yeah. know. I do really appreciate when fans will send in advice to be like, hey, I love your show. Why is it so bad? (laughs) 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 It is uh, virtually unlistenable in quality. I wish you would do better. (laughs) I love your show, but I cannot understand your words. (laughs) 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 It it sounds like your guest is a whale. uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Speaking through a megaphone. Uh Uh-huh. And then we'll get, like, for whatever, you remember, we were, uh, when we were talking to Natalie Shore. Yeah. For some reason. Like, everything was going great. And then for whatever reason in the background wasn't accounted for in the actual oh, like, yeah. computer at all. We couldn't see this noise on the thing. It was but like we, an it alien just, frequency. Yeah, and it like ruined half of her interview. God does not want 
me to have a podcast. <laughs> and that is the biggest obstruction to me having a podcast. He wants you to have a Godcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if we were working with like a studio or a group or something, it would be different. But it's just, it's a lot of responsibility. And I'm not taking the time to get better at it. And I don't want to put it out if it's not better. Um, we might do some episodes every now and then just for fun. But we're not going to be a weekly podcast anymore. Uh, did anybody else have uh, some stuff they wanted to talk about? Uh, Self, yeah. Well, what am I? Take a long, hard look at your, your bourgeois behaviors. Ooh. It's, uh, well, w- when we started, I started this thing, uh, this would have been March 2016. Go back. Yeah, with my buddy Ian Garcia, shout out. Um, and I started it because I thought I was going to be able to get my friend uh, Sid at the time, who's been on the show a couple times, but he's like a very in- smart dude who's uh, originally from Nepal and like was involved with the Nepali um, communist movement. I'm not sure how much I can say about it, but he's like super smart guy. And also, locations. yeah, where, where are they hiding? <laughs> but well, they did it. They did just have an election and they did pretty well. In, but um, Woo! yeah, shout out Nepali Communist Party. You're doing great. Bingo, bingo, bongo. But he uh, he didn't want to do it. And he, I think he I thought he was going to do it. And then he kind of bowed out and he would have been great because he's actually has some like he trolls people in a fun way. Uh, so it would have been like one really smart guy and one idiot who's a comedian. And uh, <laughs> instead, you've got another white guy who knows even less than you do yeah. 90% of the time. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. Man. So it could have been this could have. And th- this I also want to mention. Uh, Waffles get away from the voice things. God damn it. <laughs> We did. The cats have been a nice addition. We didn't have that. Yeah, at they K-Pace. had a lot of diversity to the show. Yeah, but um, we uh, did not. We started it in. This was March 2016. So this was before Chapo Trap House took over. And uh, then, like the first time I heard Chapo Trap House, I was like, "What? The, what am I doing? Like this is so <laughs> much. That's so much better, you know? Because there at the time there was this. There really was." kind of a void it seemed of like a an audio content thing that uh kind of bridged the cap gap between comedy and radical politics because those it's kind of like it's pretty recent that those things have become you know sort of synthesized hot yeah Yeah. well um you know what's weird about their show is people think it's good because it's funny but uh it's not that funny a lot of times the thing about chapo is it's very well structured and that's actually really hard to get uh, a knack for especially. You don't think it's funny? I think it's funny. I yeah. think it's really funny, but I think that the reason it's successful the reason, is yeah. because they let you know when it's funny, when it's serious. And right, when, right, right. Uh, they have a guest on or whatever, which is actually really uh, difficult to do. Yeah, yeah, they have a good moderator. They have yeah, they have guests who are very relevant and out, uh, sort of Twitter famous, literary famous, and Will is a very good moderator. Yeah, he's very good and a very good interviewer. And that's the thing. That's something that I um didn't realize how <laughs> difficult yeah, it was which Andrew's i w- got his training in the stern style so yeah just look at our interview our, our guest no matter who it is and it'll be like can i kiss you can i kiss you can i see you without without a shirt maybe and that's not difficult to do when you can't the see them and you're it's an Inter- over the phone thing interview is hard when you have a finite amount of time and there's several voices in the room as well oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. and voices in my head. When we were, when we were recording in that uh, in in the shipping container, 
in the back of an alley. I mean, we had one episode where a rapper just broke in and just oh, that's right, insisted on rapping, and we just let him do yeah, it. Yeah, that, that sounds fun. great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, was a good cool. App. We didn't really know what we were doing with it. We were like having a healthcare episode. Yeah, we had like, interviewed. Bushwick Bill got a flow, <laughs> and he didn't know there was a more famous rapper named Bushwick. Yeah, Bill. what? He didn't know that. No, he's <laughs> just like, my name's Bill. I live in Bushwick. I'm Bushwick Bill. Cool guy. Yep. Shout out to Bushwick Bill if you're listening. I assume you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, How funny is that? That guy was on a podcast. Can say he was on a podcast with Ryan Grimm, of the Huffington <laughs> Post. Uh, Ryan should use that in his credits. Um, <laughs> but I, that was interviewing people. As that was one of my favorite things about this and learning more about interviewing. Um, but one of the challenges was it's like I got a good question in my head, and and you don't want to make it sound scripted. Um, so you kind of have to you know improvise the wording of the question. But then there's like this um, wall between the idea and the wording. So it just kind of some of my questions would just kind of come out like and like I lose confidence in myself saying the question like halfway through it. Oh, do you want to go out with me? (laughs) (laughs) You want to go out with me, uh, Danny Catchin? Is that his name? Danny Catch. Danny Catch. Yeah, Danny Catch. Catch. Yeah, Danny Catch. He was a catch. Not been on any dates, so that's (laughs) the power of podcasting. Um, we definitely got a lot better at it. Yeah, as we went. I mean, you probably can't tell from how this episode started, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was a big windfall when Rogov joined the podcast. I thought you really switched it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I showed up, and then Anders uh, fled to Europe. Uh, I did. A prisoner of a uh, war. Uh, yeah. You were like, I gotta go, and then uh, me and Alex took over. And we, it was fine. I <laughs> had uh, I had one where I had to do the whole thing by myself, and it was like a whole fuck ton of work. I had to Skype Danny in, which took all afternoon, and then I had to get a guest. Oh, yeah, because the R train was down. Yeah. I literally went to three trains, and they were all down. I'm like, I guess I just can't go to Park Slope today. Rogov was a guest on the MTA's podcast. Ooh, yeah. It was being just stuck on the train. Just a lot of people crying. Hire they me should for do Bill a podcast. <laughs> the MTA should totally have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, Maybe where they, they just can apply to work at Where the they MTA just podcast. apologize for the inconvenience, yeah. and then one guy you goes, I don't think they're sorry, and that's you the know what that podcast. would actually be great if they did like an in-depth like explanation for every train delay, so that, like they got a journalist, some like I bet they do that in like London. No, like, we, terribly sorry, a knight has fallen on the tracks. What <laughs> might be funny is going on the MTA and chronicling how the MTA has ruined your life that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, I missed the birth of my son. <laughs> this is the <laughs> second time. <laughs> That could be a great podcast. Yeah, you, yeah, you interview people. Uh, we'll yeah. be right back, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is MTA Talk with uh, Big Train Patak. I'm here with my guests, uh, Rog of Meta and Anders Lee. Thanks for coming on, guys. Now, we're here talking about another podcast, The Left Jest. Um, it has re- been us, yeah. rounding up recently as a, in its weekly capacity. Uh, just as a shout-out to anybody who's listening now, what are, what, are, what are some of your favorite episodes that like you could shout-out that maybe they should check out? Um, the It's Going Down one was pretty good. That was a, that was a crazy good interview. Yeah. The audio quality was really bad. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Did you listen to it? Yeah. It was, um, well, I mean, you were here in the room. Oh, that there were some. 
It sounded that like a robot was trying to stifle what right. our guest was saying. And like maybe one was. Ma- like maybe the deep state. The the a drone yeah. run by the executive branch. Uh-huh. I don't want to tell you how to read into the situation, but uh school is in session. Mm. It uh, That was good. I thought um the one with Cat Barbadoro about the MTA actually and mass transit was yeah. very good. That's right. Uh, she read that book, The Power Broker, uh, which uh, I looked at one day in a library and did not read it. Uh, I I don't know how. Yeah, people you would read still books. be in the library if yeah, you yeah. To read yeah. That. They, we uh, some very smart people we had on our our show yeah. to remind me how not smart I am. Uh, that was good. I think our episodes with David Spector were always funny. Uh, I'm trying to think of more recent ones. He's only on one. Uh, no, he's on a couple. No. He's on two. <laughs> okay. uh, Nat- Natalie sure was always very informative. Uh, now, yeah, she was good. Um, I think if I was going to recommend one, I thought the Oklahoma City bombing one was really fun um, because it's kind of modern history and it's a huge event. Right. But, you know, you don't hear anything about it. And then we got to just like go into that and it was pretty funny. Also, shout out. We did that one with the other Anders, Anders Nierheim who I am doing a podcast now with back at K-Piss. Uh, you can check us out. It's called Anders and Durs. You can find that in K-Piss FM. that's funny. Yeah. I mean, that was his idea. Isn't that a fun little yeah, uh, thing? What, and we what do is this podcast on? TBS? <laughs> it's uh, very <laughs> oh. funny. <laughs> TCM, actually. It's a classic. Uh, no, we and that was a fun... It's a fun little thing. We, we go to restaurants... And eat food and kind of gab, just us. And we have guests on too. Anyway, so uh, we've had some good episodes of our podcast, and yeah. um, I think the first, despite its flaws, and I just think that in general there are a lot of podcasts, kind of like ours now. And if you're very into left politics and comedy, there's a lot of other options you can check out. Right. Yeah, this is yeah. probably you. But probably mostly just listen to ours over and over again. Right, yeah, yeah. go back, especially like the bad ones before when, <laughs> when you would hear me like audibly say like we have to fill time. Like that's always <laughs> a good, that's a good indicator that we're really speaking from the heart. Uh huh. Um, well, I I remember when we were we're getting going on it and we're like you know finding our well our first guest. Do you remember our first guest? Was it Sid? No, it was. Uh, Mimi Soltizic, who was oh, running. Yeah, we had a presidential candidate. That's a terrible first episode of the podcast, <laughs> by the way. Is that we sound very scared of him, and he's a very nice guy. Why? Why was it so bad? It wasn't he was that for president. That's uh, why it was bad. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, his whole thing was like, "Yeah, but don't vote for me." He was like, eh. "Oh." Yeah, we entitled the episode, like, Vote for Mimi Saltizic, and then he was on our show and was like, please don't vote for... Uh, this is a raising awareness campaign. <laughs> uh, it's about local activism. We were like, uh, so how are you getting these votes? I should have updated these questions. <laughs> Sounds like the open micer who does jokes. He's like, why did I think that was funny over and over again? Um, right. Yeah, yeah, just steps on all the It's good to lines. say those things out loud. That yeah. way everyone yeah. knows... You failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before <laughs> they realized it, yeah. Mimi was very cool, though. Yeah, I thought that I thought that one was okay. He's I definitely mean, an interesting guest. Yeah, I didn't end up voting for him, but... Uh, he didn't want you to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we had him on, and then uh, for a while we were doing, like, comics. Something I kind of... Uh, a dynamic I thought was kind of cool is we would get a comic 
we would get an expert on and then find a comic who was relevant to their sort of study. Yeah, you know? so unless we they couldn't, and then we'd just get a random comic. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we like had thought. Right, that, w- that <laughs> one was kind of fun, like our opening thing, yeah. Um, and we had, yeah, and then we did, we were like, fuck it, we're, we're going to get some authors on this fucking thing. And so we got uh, Phoebe Maltz-Bovey, who wrote The Perils of Privilege, and then uh, Tim Platt was on there too. Uh, right, and he had a, it's, it's interesting getting comedians on a political talk show because you bring them in to make it funny, but they are very excited to say all of their serious opinions. Yeah. And they don't really want to be funny um, <laughs> unless you, like, tell them explicitly to beforehand because uh, they have a lot of thoughts. And right. their favorite thing is telling everyone their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, he was so, he's somebody who uh, I should provide context for the – the listeners is not ex- a um, he doesn't really show himself too much in his comedy. He's not like trying to like this is what I think and here's what I see the world. Like, yeah, yep. he's doing kind of absurd like character bits and stuff. And so it was kind of I thought kind of cool to get his vantage point on this stuff because and I ch- and I wanted him to do it. He was kind of like, why am I doing this? But he's I gonna wanted- be successful too. He's really funny. Yeah, super funny guy. And he and he went to uh, Oberlin, um, so he is kind of. You know, he's familiar with the sort of privilege rhetoric and uh, academe. So that's why I. Yeah, I mean, if you've been to Oberlin, you know. Yeah. You know how those snakes are. I don't know Oberlin's (laughs) reputation. Um, They don't identify as snakes, so I can tell you that much. It's an abolitionist college. It was, was, yeah. Founded by abolitionists. No, it's founded by abolitionists. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean it's necessarily for abolition. It's just that's who founded (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is abolition of the, uh, the slaves. The, oh, slaves. Of snakes. I think of the prohibition <laughs> of um, alcohol. Abolish the prohibition of alcohol. That would be a great college, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually most colleges. Most <laughs> Mormon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we and then we had Danny Catch. I thought that was a really our first both episodes of Danny Catch. I thought were really Danny's good. great. Any episode with Jack Smith four. I think those oh, yeah. are always very interesting because Jack's a really interesting journalist, um, who I just happen to know, which is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, so I we are still a political podcast, so we should probably tie that back in. Besides just talking about yeah, our own show talking about time. future yeah former episodes from I mean, like six I months ago. To yeah, that, but who knows? Um. So this week, um, there are a few big hot topics. One was the election in Alabama where Roy Moore lost in a tragic defeat for horse owners everywhere. Um, That was his big snafu was he owned a horse and um, the big wigs up in Capitol Hill looked down on him for that. And so that cost him the election. Uh, But the other news story that is maybe more prescient and has a lot to do with this podcast is net neutrality and the almost guaranteed end of uh, a free and democratic internet as the FCC strangles it and comes right for our podcast. Yeah, that's the real reason we're so. Pulling. They're already yeah. That's what that's what's shutting us down. Yeah. Um, 
we had Let's too much it. we had too much heat on us. It's not that we're bad, it's that we're dangerous. <laughs> yeah, Ajit Pai uh, was learning I was getting into the Indian Illuminati before him and he's like I got to squash this guy. <laughs> Do you know uh, what I've been calling him? I've been calling him a, a legitimate bad guy. Oh, kind of rhymes, right? That's legit, just something I've been calling him a legit legitimate bad guy. Bad guy. I say I mumble, mumble it under my breath when I see it <laughs> pop up. What do you call him? A legitimate <laughs> bad guy. <laughs> say that. It'll be like, look at this video. A J Pie, more like a, le- a legitimate bad guy. <laughs> Try saying his name 3.14 times fast, huh? Hello. Pie. Yeah, fuck that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he hates us because we're too good at podcasting. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you think it's gonna go? It looks like it's gonna happen. You know what's funny about the FCC is like they don't do anything that people in, like them for. Yeah, they, they are, are only there to censor boobs and ruin uh, raunchy comedy. They're like what the EPA was in the eighties. Like the EPA was like the bad guy in the eighties. Like Ghostbusters. The e- yeah, Ghostbusters, and it was like, oh man, the EPA. Until we realized that we were actually ruining the planet. Um, but now, maybe, yeah, maybe the S- I'm not suggesting the FCC will be uh, vindicated <laughs> 20 <laughs> years from now. But um, uh, well, I don't know. There are all these state. Ad- uh, there's several state attorneys who have already filed suits uh, in regards to the repeal, uh, and that can you know take up to a year or two to hear the case. And then by then, who knows what will happen? Maybe the economy will collapse. Maybe we'll have a new FCC chairman. Huh. Uh, maybe there'll be a new board. I don't really know how that part works, but well, it sounds like this isn't as finite as we think it is. Right. It is I mean, the only thing they'll definitely do is shut down our podcast. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's happening That for now. sure. And it's also for some. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Rogoff is becoming more and more of a New Yorker every episode. Uh, for sure. It's for happening. Sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> it's Dave also. stopped us. <laughs> it's also one of those things where, like, I, uh, I can imagine it, it goes through, and the internet. You start having to pay for like Facebook and shit, and like that's something that is gonna piss off everybody. Man. Like no matter who you voted for, even if you didn't vote, like there's everybody's gonna be complaining about that. I calling their congressperson. Don't want to be on Facebook. They're gonna make me pay for Facebook. That could, yeah, it could. I'm only on it because I need it for branding and telling yeah. people I'm doing shit. I don't. I mean, I don't think Facebook would. Will. I feel like Facebook make would make less money if they made people pay for it. I feel like they would. They've already won the game. Yeah, of they already are the internet. A company. Yeah, you know what's so interesting about the phrase "won the internet" is like you always see in like BuzzFeed articles or whatever, and it's like this cat wins the internet. No, the cat is just being seen a lot. The only person who's ever won the internet is the president because now he can have people killed by robots just by being good at Twitter. Yeah. yeah. What about like, Al Gore? Al Gore, he definitely did not win the internet. He was never president. Mm. He couldn't become president after inventing the internet because he was so busy sucking his own oinker. You know who tried to win the internet and failed a lot is... Uh, um, Anonymous. They're really bad at it. Oh, I yeah, feel like that was. I feel like that was kind of their call. They're like, we're gonna win the internet <laughs> one day, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we just uh, hacked into the Baltimore sheriff's office. <laughs> and, uh, turns out they don't like black people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks, anonymous. We are many. We have many faces. <laughs> we are watching you, and soon 
We will make friends. (laughs) 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 And I can pay rent. (laughs) (laughs) They're the ISIS of nerds. Mm. They're just anyone who says they're in it is in it. ISIS are kind of nerds, too, though. Yeah. And successful. They're better at YouTube. And they recruit people on PS4. You can't be a nerd if you're good at YouTube. They recruit people on PS4? Yeah, they were using the not place. on Overwatch though, right? I mean, they've. I mean, the government has since cracked down on it, but they were using the PlayStation Network to recruit uh, noobs people for a while. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, you are very good at. You uh, start as a level one jihadist for speed. But after you prestige, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you blow yourself up in a mall. Doesn't that sound fun? So, I don't know. Do you guys really think it's gonna? going to affect the way it is in other countries where they have to pay a monthly fee to use certain social media. I'm you think so it's really going to happen? Complete economic collapse in some near future capacity that I think there uh, it won't matter. That's how I feel. I right. feel like they're going to be bigger problems. And anyone who was like coming of age around 2008 um, feels this way. I mean that I've spoken to. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, not everyone, but like it's a people who are. Feeling. It, yeah. Uh, n- m- I feel like most of our generation is deep in denial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong about that, but I definitely feel that way. Th- well, yeah, we're truly woke. Yeah. 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 We're the woke brothers. Just us. Three woke bros hanging out. That would be a um. good brand. Just W-O-C-H, <laughs> the woke brothers. <laughs> H? <laughs> yeah, like the Coke brothers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we own everything. <laughs> we influence like elections, but like in a we good don't way. have money, so instead <laughs> yeah. we give people props. Yeah, and like yeah. magic cards. We control we check, everything with We our check props. people's privilege and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Well This could be a good branding opportunity for the Coke brothers now that we're talking about it. Yeah, th- I'm surprised they haven't tried that yet. <laughs> They have, they probably have a woke wing. I mean, they could. They, yeah, you could sell. That's the thing. You can sell libertarianism through a woke. I was on struggle session on Monday, and they showed me my new favorite website, which is animerightnews.com, and that is now where I'm going for all of my news. So I don't know if maybe something like this has already happened, and there is a woke brothers faction, and it's just not in my um, echo chamber. You know, my liberal echo chamber. Could be. Um, what else should we talk about? I feel like there's more stuff to talk Alabama. about. Uh, we could talk about grassroots politics and how that we've kind of seen that come to a rise in the last year. We could talk about uh, you want to see you know, a the provocative role of comedy in this really sad time. You want to see a provocative tweet that? Uh, Will you read it because we're recording on air? <laughs> yeah, I'll read it. <laughs> I'll read. It. This is from a friend of mine. In, I guess I'll shout out his Twitter: Insurrection. He says his, his um, name is insurrection. His name is insurrection. Wow, he must have been early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get that tag. <laughs> insurrection. No, he um this is what he says. DSA's new slogan. What do we want? Moderate and incremental change. When do we want it? At your earliest convenience. Oh. Wait. What? And then he uh shaking the pillars of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's this is an anarchist. Um, and he's responding to someone who's saying, no offense, but the revolution isn't happening tomorrow, and it's not wise or advantageous to ignore electoral strategy. And he says, right, instead of using our time and resources to build material infrastructure like rapid response networks, safe houses, bail funds, mutual aid projects, 
anti-racist action, food programs, etc., we should work to get the DSA in office. Obviously, being a little sarcastic there. Uh, DSA is doing those things, though. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair, fair points. I do think there is um, not a lot of emph- maybe not enough emphasis on that, or I, I, I don't. I mean, right, that it's maybe too emphatic on the electoral process. <laughs> I mean, if you go get active in your chapter, that definitely does seem where most people's hearts and minds are. But it's, a, it's also one working group out of, you know, immigration, housing, like all this stuff. It's the most popular one, though. But if you look at the, the membership, it's because you're getting like upset college educated white people for the most part, right. especially white guys. And that's, you know, where they're going to go because they've been taught the electoral process is for them. Whereas if you're from a disenfranchised group. Maybe you just want to go help with immigration. But uh-huh. there are so many people in those groups that are, are working towards direct improvements in the community that um, well, I do think it's a little unfair, but also a sweet Twitter burn. <laughs> I don't know, though, that they're doing things like safe houses, which and that's something that I they do food banks and stuff sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But like a sustained. I mean, that that takes time to build a sustained thing. But, um, you know, when we're talking about like building out an autonomous sort of move like spaces that are autonomous, temporary autonomous zones and stuff like that. Uh, Not to th- be confused with Kevin Spacey, who is no longer <laughs> in the DSA. president of the DSA. Yeah. <laughs> he has been removed from his position after he touched our hearts. He was exposed as a neolib. By yep. the way, did you guys He's back I on like K-Pax. knew all about Kevin Spacey like a year ago and I really? thought it was just an open secret. I knew it was, was an open secret. There's literally a documentary called An Open Secret that refers to Kevin Spacey as a predator. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's pretend I was making a pun on that documentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's no, it's like not a lot of people. I mean, I I knew about it a few years ago. Uh, and there were rumors on the web. But, yeah, it was just, well. I think a lot of people didn't want to report on it because no one would testify or go on record. We and can't then, report on it. He's TV president. Well, and, so like, he hadn't come out as gay. So then they're under the, uh, you know, they have a liability where, oh, then they're conflating pedophilia with, you know, homosexuality, which he did immediately when they, yeah. And he took, and he took advantage of that. He's right a mastermind. Away. Yeah. He is his house of cards character. A He's mo- show. Zoe I haven't Barnes really watched the tracks. Spoilers. Season two. It's the beginning of season two. And what a hook. That's mm. how you know you got to keep watching. Zoe's I on the tracks. That's I stopped watching after that episode. Actually, really, you didn't yeah. like that? I was like, I didn't. He's, it's, he's a bad. I boy. didn't necessarily. I did. I don't know if it was subconscious or something. I was just like, okay, this is. And like, then he turns eh. the camera too, right after. And he's yeah. Like, oh, thought I forgot about you, and you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was kind of. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I definitely went to shit after he became president, mm, or even that's vice another president. spoiler. Yeah. Um. Well. Well. Good. Well, what do you I'm guys? I'm glad we're ruining his show. Well, speaking of presidents, who who do you? I mean, it's obviously it's stupid to speculate, but whatever. I don't think we're having fun. Yeah. Um. What What do you guys think for 2020? I'm voting Jill Stein again. <laughs> I voted for her <laughs> the last two. We're do doing it again. Bernie's too old. I do think I Bernie don't. is too old, and they should just get a younger person who I don't, believes. What I don't. I don't think it matters that he's old. I, I don't. Absolutely. How do you not think it matters that he's old? Well, why would it? 
because youth want someone who's young that they can relate to? You you mean as a candidate? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Th- I mean, he got overwhelming support yeah, from don't young think people. That's the factor as much as he's getting so old that it's like a legit. It's going to be a legitimate health concern at some point. Like Reagan had golf ball sized holes missing in his brain. Yeah, but that's that. I I well, really don't think it matters if. Uh, if the same thing happens to Bernie, because he's not Reagan, he has the opposite ideology. A younger politician who does the same things. Yeah, and it's also because he got they a don't. There aren't there aren't any really. I mean, there's Ellison who isn't really. You know, he's a congressman, uh, not really suited to uh, typically. Well, we have three with years, we could push. We could radicalize people. You know, yeah. we'll we'll release a podcast every other month. Uh, it's gonna get out there. They're going to hear it. They're going to pick like, up their AKs. I feel like making Ellison a candidate is more likely than getting the youth vote out for an 80-year-old socialist who did get a lot of momentum from youth t- turnout in the last election. But the other thing that matters is he was the only opposing, only candidate opposing Hillary Clinton. Yeah, but they have – there's who like an – definitely will that's run not, again. That's not going to be the case in 2020. Do you think but she's going to run f- again? No. It'll, no. But Absolutely not. But, the, but all those people, all the p- – Maybe, Young maybe, people who know. supported Bernie are not just going to go over to, like, Cory Booker, you know? Maybe s- yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about an organization with no concept of strategy at all, clearly, who's, like, trying to hook uh, Xbox stepdads in Wyoming by the books again mm-hmm. because they've learned nothing from the last election. And there, uh, yeah. there, there won't be – they're not going to go over to Cory Booker, but there will be more candidates who are going to adopt – Bernie's platform or ideas, maybe in a shallow or superficial way, but that's going to happen. And but I think people aren't going to trust that. People are going to see through that. I mean, th- they might accept it eventually if he's uh, doesn't win the nomination. But I think he right now has the most going for him. I'm going to be cynical because it's the easiest thing to do and say eight years of Trump, baby. <laughs> We're going to have the biggest fucking wall. I also and who's going to pay for it? I think. I think uh, seven years of Pence is more likely. I Mexico. Think, okay. I think no. Trump is – it seems like everybody around Trump thinks impeachment or some sort of charge is inevitable now mm-hmm. uh, since fucking Nikki Haley is coming out and being like, yeah. yeah, listen to Trump's accusers. So she clearly doesn't see a future with him. So I think a future I, is Nikki Haley, Wolf Haley from all of the Odd Future songs? Wolf Haley Robinson. Whoa. I thought it was Wolf Haley robbing them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah boy, I sh- cool. haven't uh, listened to that in a while. Uh, boom, playing the background. Wow. Uh, I think yeah. it's her. Yeah, it's her, man. That's fucked up. That all that stuff she did <laughs> killed a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> that is an odd future. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think it's mo- the most likely outcome is. Uh, Trump resigns in a deal because he loves deals. He's so good at deals. So he'll get to call. He'll get to say he made a great deal. That's why he likes McDonald's. Is they have they have they uh, get exactly deals. Uh huh. Um, and now like he'll get to run his mouth and call himself President Trump. He'll still get to call. He still it will be called President like he'll Trump. Die any day now. It could he's happen too. So unhealthy. Yeah. He's drinking all those. Diet Coke. He will die. But he does drink. On the last alcohol. day of his eighth year in Oval Office. This is my prediction. <laughs> I can't wait till we find out how much Adderall he was doing. Oh, or yeah, cocaine. Dude. 
I, yeah. th- I don't think he was doing coke. I think he was probably on like Adderall and shit. At the debate though, when he was like, <laughs> I that he was I like, being a little piggy back then. <laughs> he, was, he was being a little hungry piggy. Yeah, it does. I like I because I've heard so many stories about presidential aides or candidate aides like hopping up their candidate on pills just to keep them going. I'm sure Hillary Clinton got some stuff. Uh, got some goods. It clearly uh, d- delivered. Like they were, they were drugging W with like Percocets by like 2004, tw- 2005, because he was like kind were of they? losing his mind. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I Before read. He was the decider. He was the uh, unfocused. I don't know how official that is, but Folks, like, if you show. go back and watch video, like he's clearly forgetting things. He's seems Wait, a Percocet, little Percocet, that's like a downer, right? It's a painkiller, yeah. Oh, okay. So it, it's like a diet Oxycontin. Yeah. So, like, he's clearly seemed a little spacey and detached all the time. Obama took forever to finish his sentences. Yeah, he was tripping balls uh, all the time. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. He was always uh, 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 doing rails of uh, mushrooms. Like he'd chop <laughs> the mushrooms up and then snort them into his nose. People were like, that's not even how you do it. And he was just like... How I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nasty freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. yeah, he's always talking about unity because he's in that God mindset, right? Tripping acid. And mm. stuff. Fuck, we are dude. all one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I he's I'm literally a citizen of the world. I can't if arrest a banker. Be arresting myself. If you get if you do a bomb long enough and get deep, it turns into Bernie after a while. Oh fuck, dude. dude. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is like everything they were saying at the ISO meeting, but boiled down. <laughs> Wait, what? You do Obama long enough, you become Bernie. <laughs> yeah, they're one of the same. It's it's a drug called saying. reform, and it's addictive. Yeah. Well, that um kind of brings me to a point about this. You know, obviously this is our last uh, weekly app, so we don't want to get too bogged down in the um, news of the day. But Alabama, there's an election there on Tuesday. Yeah, and, and uh, down at the Florabama Shore. Yeah. I've seen a lot of posters for this, Florabama Shore. What is that? The show. It's oh, a show okay. I was implying I thought it was the election. It's like, oh, okay. Up on it's it. like the Jersey Shore, but for cool people. Florabama Shore. I took one So it's is this sort of so a... Sorry. This is like sort of a part of Florida that's um, particularly southern. On the border with, with Alabama. Alabama. Okay. And it's a white trash show about the people who live there. Thank Makes you sense. for well, they can see for They can see Alabama from their I'm house. Sorry. And I they probably have brought it up. No, taking <laughs> the class. I'm glad you apologized. <laughs> <for that. laughs> um, yes, and there was an... Oh, they were right by an election... Uh, in which Doug Jones squeaked one out. Can we go back out. to critiques? No, no, no. Let's finish your thing. Um, but there's a lot. Of, I read a few articles leading up to the election that were talk that were like uh warning really strongly against criticizing Doug Jones too much because they're like just don't let's you got to vote for him and like don't don't uh get too bogged down in like wanting a pure candidate the thing they always say about um democratic nominees uh here is the front page title of his candidacy not a pedophile right that's yeah. all you need to know yeah, yeah. And if your candidate isn't strong enough to win then there's a bigger problem yeah, yeah. and that's and uh, he r- barely won yeah he barely won was but it i 0. mean eight percent or something so it was yeah razor yeah, thin uh, but more got of 600 and 50,000 people voted for more. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the president endorsed, but he's probably gonna. I mean, Doug Jones is probably not gonna win in 2020 because he'll get a more normal Republican. But the point is, like, there. Yeah, it is true that if you have a close race. Um, yeah, it makes sense to get behind the Democratic nominee, even though they might kind of suck a little bit. But there is a danger in overstating that point because you lose sight of what happens after they get in office and you just kind of give them carte blanche to, to end up doing really but conservative things. But he won't things. use that carte blanche to kiss little girls. And that and not boys. is a win. And that's, yeah, an improvement. Um, it was an interesting litmus test for me, who's usually uh, very apathetic towards like the candidate's personal lives. Like, I really don't care if the candidate's a sleaze bag, as long as he's going to forward legislation I like. Uh-huh. Um, it depends what kind of sleaze. Bag well, that's what I was saying. Is like Franken. Roy like, Moore was so bad that I actually took interest in him losing, even though I was just kind of in general, just like, yeah, he's Republican. He's shit. I couldn't have a lower opinion of him. I do. I have a lower opinion of him. He's a serial, uh, sex offender. (laughs) Uh, back to Anders. I don't know if Doug Jones will lose in, uh, in the next election. Cause I think the, God, I'm trying to find the stat. I think when sessions, one there in what 1992 was like it his first election yeah the first session yeah the first <laughs> session <laughs> the, first the first early struggle sessions. session um <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had like 1.2 million votes and also i think back then maybe black voters weren't coming out certain voters weren't coming out uh what also one of the reasons i didn't like those charts all the white people were posting was they were acting like the only voters in alabama were just white women white men black men black women right uh when they're counting all the other world of races yeah yeah and they were discounting all the other minorities who probably voted for doug although the people i mean if you look at alabama's population it might be pretty white and black but um anders had a good point before the show that the real teaching tool of this election is that doug jones wins and we're all excited because he's not going to kiss any 14 year olds but uh he also sent out that racist flyer yeah he sent out a, a mailer that was like uh a a black guy who i mean people have seen he was it. doing a hip-hop and uh <laughs> yeah yeah, it yeah. Was like a he put on a kangle a hat yeah. <laughs> and uh could not bust a move at all right. no there it was, was a, like a poster that just yeah, said you know what's really dope is voting democrat <laughs> or something and it made everyone mad but no one cares because there's such a low bar for being a good politician compared to republicans that all you have to do is not be them to pass it and that's going to be relevant for every election we have in the foreseeable future right um but yeah there was a so he sent out a a mailer that was uh if this if think if a black man went after high school girls anyone would try to make him a senator and it's like a black guy um with a skeptical look on his face and it was interesting because... got to wonder who was in that photo, though. They were like, hey, yeah. we just need you to make a skeptical face. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just looking skeptical <laughs> because of the photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you No, stop. You look like I'm. you know too much of what I want from you. Uh, <laughs> No, but the uh, my thing about I think this flyer is simult is, is is this is vintage 2017 because it is simultaneously woke and problematic. 
because it's on the one hand saying uh, pointing out, which I think is fair, that it's a double standard with white people and black people with in, along the lines of the rape issue. But it's also doing it in a way that makes people kind of uncomfortable and is sort of tone deaf. Right. Um, if they're trying it's a to shitty say way to get people to vote for a candidate. They're trying to say Republicans well, yeah, are racist, but it depends but on it comes off as is uh, we think black people are different. Here's our mailer. Yeah. Um, and it depends on who you uh, f- from the thing I read. It was like the problem some people had with it. And by the way, maybe a lot of black people saw that and were like, yeah. And maybe and a lot of them were if like, no, like they're not it. a monolith. That's yeah. the thing that annoys me about this whole thing. But um, but it, if you see that and you're thinking, oh, this is geared towards white people, then, oh, yeah, that is pretty fucked up. But if you're just trying to make a, a point in kind of a sh- like a not in art in an inartful way to a black voter it's uh has a you know has a more of a woke um connotation i think yeah what is what do you think is the best way to market yourself as the woke party like sincere like in a way where people would see it and they'd be like that is woke um i would say uh, just like don't, don't, don't have any shallow. image entirely in terms don't of have any visual with no, no visuals yeah. and just redbone just play the song redbone <laughs> <laughs> like you know in a way that's not shallow and i know i know they covered this on the last chapel episode but something i always thought was weird about sanders campaign is one focus on br- police brutality it's one issue that leftists and liberal people and centrist people can all unite around like no one in the right mind doesn't think police brutality is a huge issue yeah i think i was trying to prompt this up to be like a fun comedy imagine thing but i mean the only real way to be woke would be to actually have policies and substance that is worth progressing yeah to to be woke is not be like woke internet culture Yeah. yeah right which is like my big critique of woke culture and people get really defensive and weird about it it's like no, this stuff is a good starting point, but it doesn't ever go anywhere. I think it's always just like let's bully strangers about their privilege, which that's that's fun, but that can't be the whole thing. I think maybe the most woke thing you could do without any substance at all would be to mail everyone, and this is going to take a lot of money, but the Democratic Party has it. Mail every house a skateboard, and then there's a <laughs> message on the skateboard, and it just says everybody uses these. <laughs> And they're like, wow, thanks. Yeah, everybody does like these. This is cool. <laughs> I think you should also. You guys are the cool young party. <laughs> also mail Ritalin, coffee, yeah. <laughs> things that will prevent you from falling asleep. Dude, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay awake. Tim Kane is going to run in 2020 and like do a commercial with like a fucking fidget spinner or something I swear <laughs> to God. on a skateboard <laughs> yeah, yeah. do a rap tim kane <laughs> do a rap and all right well that snapchat <laughs> that ends our podcast uh is there anything else you guys wanted to cover i think i'm i might chop this up to put um the new stuff before the self-referential stuff okay i think please, that might be please better. chop Please do a lot of chopping. I know. It's going to be a whole <laughs> fucking thing. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. I'm sorry we couldn't uh, take this further, but we'll do other podcasts. Yes. Watch out for those. We're still doing a lot of creative 
projects constantly all the time especially if you live in new york city just come hang out man uh thank you to everyone who supported us uh or sent us a message we really appreciate it and if we didn't get any i probably would have quit a while ago so thank you lipstick uh, socialist thank you you're great yeah uh everyone on twitter you're cool uh, if you're in Minneapolis, should we do plugs? We'll do plugs. Let's well, do plugs, but I think uh, Andrew's brought this up uh, when we talked about this before. We're going to change the Left Jest Twitter page to the Paid Protest Twitter that's page. That's right, yeah. So that's mostly to support the live show because we're continuing that. And come check us out every month. We're going to try to keep raising money. We need you at the live show. We really do. I need you specifically. The world needs you. Yeah. You know? That's where we raise money. That's where stuff happens. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you're in Minneapolis next week, 22nd, 23rd, come to the Comedy Corner Underground. I'll be there. Otherwise, follow me on Twitter, ACLU Official. Uh, follow me at Twitter, at Patak Jokes. It's just going to be jokes still, and I'll be bad at it sometimes. And thanks to everyone who supported my goddamn movie. That was really cool of you. We're going to go make it next month. Uh, check me out on Twitter, at Bill Cristal. That's with two L's at the end there. <laughs> Um, if you are in New York City next weekend, next Thursday, week from what we're recording, next Thursday, the 21st, I will be at Tip Top Bar at 8, uh, recording a new tape, and then at Pete's Candy Store on uh, the 22nd. It's for Mary Sellers' show. Yeah. Fun show. Female Comedians with Tits. That's the name of the show. Andrews not did not name being, it. It yeah. sounds good. I mean, it sounds Those bad nuts, whenever right. we <laughs> say the show. And so that's what it's designed for. Uh-huh. And uh, also, I may have a... Uh, I, Anders and Durs is another podcast I'm doing right now. And there may be another one with a similar political comedic bent coming at you pretty soon. So stay tuned. It's called S-Town. Everyone listen to S-Town. <laughs> It's fun, but you can listen to it with your mom, and that's why you keep tuning in. Uh, thanks, everybody. I'll see you on the front lines. Bye. <laughs>